Hola, Jumbo Ecabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Welcome back. This is episode 550 of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. And, you know, I want to say drum roll, but I feel like I said drum roll last episode. So I'm so excited that we have done this 50 times. Wow. Um, and so in this episode, like, I want to talk about something that's similarly simple, but I think is actually a worthwhile conversation. So when you're getting your financial house in order, you're trying to get your stuff together, one thing that should come to mind is the question of how many bank accounts should you even have? Now, while it may seem, you know, simple, um, it's actually a common question and it isn't one to be taken for granted. And so let's just chat about that today. So I'll be upfront and I'll tell you that the goal of this podcast is not to tell you a magic number of accounts to have, but to help you come up with the number of accounts that you need and that will work for you. So first, right, how can having multiple accounts actually help you stay on track with your financial goals? Well, I'll speak from my personal experience. So having multiple bank accounts that are aligned with your financial goals, priorities, ETC, will help you stay on track and help you stay organized with each of those goals. So I know for myself, for example, that you know if everything was commingled into one account, I would struggle to keep things straight. I would also you know, struggle to even know whether I'm on track with my plans or not. So using myself as an example and also sharing some of the best practices um, based on research I've done or based on just other people I've talked to, I'll share how um, different accounts can be organized or how they help me stay organized and on track. So number one, you know, I'll talk about the goal of each account and then how I use it and what type of account it is. So account number one, the goal of that account is to pay recurring bills and receive my paycheck from my, from my employer. And so these, I kind of call it like my operating checking accounts because this is an account that has stuff happening every day, in and out, in and out, you know, <laughs> always something happening where I swipe my card, where I pay credit card debt from, I mean, credit card bills from ETC. And so this operating checking account is held at a traditional brick and mortar bank. Think your Wells Fargo's, your U.S. banks, your Bank of America's, those, you know, banks that have offices and ATMs. And so I made that happen because I want a bank that's accessible because I would need to do a lot of transactions. If I need to go into a branch, I need a branch that's close to me, not one that's like 100 miles away. And so I actually nicknamed, because you guys know I nickname all my bank accounts. So this one is nicknamed just to get by because the goal of that account is to get me by. And the goal of that account is, should be close to you know, zero or just a couple hundred dollars by the end of the month because it's not supposed to hold or save any money. It's supposed to be kind of a pass-through account for all of my financial activity for my life. 
Um, so yes, that's the account that has the most activity. Account number two. Now, the goal of account number two is for emergencies. And so, you know, say my car breaks down or I lose my job, I need to pay the bills while I find the next job or whatever the unplanned expense is. So emergency funds are for unplanned expenses, not planned expenses that I chose not to plan for or, or things that I chose to spontaneously spend on. Those are not emergencies. Emergency are unplanned things that come up. Um, and so this emergency fund is in a savings account and it's held in a high yield savings account at an online bank. So see, notice the difference between my first account, my operating just to get by account and my emergency fund, which is like my when I need it for emergency and it's held in an online high yield savings account. And so why did I make this choice for my emergency fund? I'll explain. So I wanted to earn a bit more interest and high yield savings accounts earn more interest than your brick and mortar banks because, you know, these online banks, they don't have many branches, if any at all. And so they don't incur the costs that your regular banks will incur. And as a result of that, they can then pass on some of those savings to you as the customer in form of interest. And since I don't need to go to the branch often or anything at all, I'm okay with that, right? Because it's online and I get more interest. And now people will talk about how your emergency fund should be accessible. And I, and I agree, but I don't want it to be too accessible that I'm tempted to dip my hands into it. So I don't want it to be as accessible as my daily operational account. And so it's in a high yield savings account. If I need to use it for an emergency, I will transfer the money to my regular operating account, which takes about three business days. And I feel like if I have an emergency, you know, if I need to borrow from someone or something to just hold me for those three days while, it, while I transfer the money, I'll be OK. So I like that it's not as accessible, but it's close enough and I get more interest. So that's my second account. So account number three is where it gets a little different for me. So these are my sinking funds. So sinking funds are savings that you set aside for planned but irregular expenses. So again, it's different from emergency because emergency is unplanned. You're just saving to say, okay, I'm going to emergency. You're saving, you know, three to six to 12 months of expenses for when crap hits the fan. Now, my sinking fund is when I'm saving for things that I know I have to spend on every year at some point, but it's not like a monthly bill, for example, so an example of things that I save for in my, you know, my sinking funds include for travel, right? I know I, I know I take multiple trips a year and I want to save for that. You know, I save for my annual rental insurance bill. I save for my twice a year car insurance. I save for any family or friends or for gifts. I have a savings account for that. These are just some example of things that I save for. And you may have different sinking funds. And so the goal of my sinking fund is to enable me to set aside these funds throughout the year for these purposes without commingling them really um, with my emergency savings or what I call, you know, my real savings. So sinking funds, I, I think of them as like short term savings or temporary savings. And so now you can do your sinking funds in different ways. How I do mine is that I have different buckets of sinking fund accounts at the same financial institution. And so the same financial institution that has my emergency fund, I also have my sinking funds. So I could have had one sinking fund account, but since the 
bank offers you a way to just open different accounts and call it under different buckets to even help separate it further. I have multiple sinking fund accounts and you don't have to do this. It's just what works for me. Um, so I have one that's, you know, for family. I have one that's for the car and insurance and all that stuff. I have it broken down into different parts. Um, but it doesn't feel like I have multiple accounts because I log in once and I see all of these things at once. I just see it as sub buckets. So I log in and I see my emergency fund. I see sinking fund one, two, three, four. Of course, they have names because that's how I roll. Um, and so, yes, my sinking funds are savings for planned but irregular expenses. Now, number four um, is what I call my, my down payment savings account. And this is what people generally, you know, put, you know, yours doesn't have to be down payment, right? So um, the goal of this account is to save for the down payment on my future home whenever I buy it. So like I said, yours doesn't have to be down payment. It can be savings for your MBA, savings for your vacation home, savings to quit your job and, you know, be an entrepreneur, um, and so the overall goal is for cash you'll need in maybe three to five years or so, right? Um, that isn't your sinking fund and isn't your emergency fund. Um, so for me, this saving is also in a high yield savings account at the same online bank. So when I log in, I see my emergency fund, I see all my sinking funds, and then I see my down payment fund. At some point, this same account was supposed to be for me to go do my MBA, plans change so I changed the name of the account from like MBA fund to down payment fund at some point it was called freedom fund whatever it is you can choose what it is for now the fifth account that I have or account type well I have more than five because sinking funds is really four but anyway number five is my online checking account that's tagged associated to my high yield savings account and so honestly, this account is a backup checking account. I don't personally feel like I need it um, and I don't use it often, but it is there and it's associated to my high yield savings account. And it actually has no ATM fees, which is great because my traditional one will have ATM fees if I use other ATMs. Um, and in the past, I've also used it as a travel card because um, it helps me avoid, you know, avoid um, fees, ATM fees while traveling abroad in many countries. But I don't use it as much, that account as much, except for when I need to do a transaction with my high yield savings accounts, any of my sinking funds and emergency fund. So if I need to do something fast, and I don't want to have to transfer the money to my regular operational savings accounts. I can just transfer it to this checking account. And then that way I can transact directly. Um, so just to go back on my emergency fund or my, you know, my regular operational fund, if I have an emergency, how long will it take to transfer my money? It's about three days. So typically that's typically fine. So this extra checking account, honestly, I could get rid of it today and I will probably not feel the difference. So, you know, that's kind of up to you. I just wanted to share how I mine works so that it can give you an example, practical example of someone's kind of setup. And so the payments journal says that on average, the average person has five bank accounts and many experts will, will recommend a minimum of four accounts. And so those that talk about the four account method um, have one where you have two checking accounts and two savings accounts. So it's the four bucket system. The first checking account, like everybody always wants you to have an account that just pays the bills. And then the second checking account in this case is one that's for your lifestyle. So 
you're paying your bills that you have to pay. The others are for like things like going out, groceries, things that you're kind of variable and based on that and may change based on how much you choose to spend in a month. And so that way, some people will transfer their lifestyle money into a different checking account so that once they're done for a month, they're done as a way to kind of just track that. So you can do that, have two checking accounts. And then we're still on the four bucket system, checking, checking. I've talked about the two checking and then there are two savings, savings, savings. The first saving, of course, is the emergency fund. And the second saving is like other saving for other long-term goals. So this four bucket system does not separate your savings into sinking funds versus long-term savings. Now, there's another method um, that's called, you know, you know, the, the five banking method, the high five banking method. And that what that means is you have five bank accounts, as the name suggests. And what does that mean? What does that entail? So that covers also covers two checking accounts. But in this case, there are three savings accounts. So the first two checking accounts are the same. One is for your bills. The other is for your lifestyle. And by, by lifestyle, I, think, I mean things like your hair care, your entertainment, eating out, all that stuff. So I've talked about the two checking, bills, lifestyle. And then now there are going to be three savings accounts. So that's your emergency fund savings. Everybody's on the same page as that. And then here, savings are divided into long-term and short-term. So short-term are really your sinking funds that you expect to use in the next 12 months. And then your long-term are for any long-term savings goals that you may have. I want to highlight that um, if you have a business, side business or full-on business, please have separate business accounts, business check-in, business savings account from your personal accounts. The examples I've given above are really from like a personal standpoint and do not even cover business uh, accounts. So the main thing, if you have a business, have an entirely separate checking account and at least an entirely separate savings account for your business and, and named for your business. Now, no matter how many accounts you decide to use, it is important that you build systems and habits around them and around your process. No point in having four accounts if you will only use one, right? No point in having five accounts if you only use two. And so, for example, like I said, all my pay goes into my main operating checking account. And then I have automated transfers to all the other accounts on the 1st and the 15th of each month. There are other things that I move manually, but a lot of it is you know, automated. And that way that, that just builds process in. I don't have to think about it. It happens whether I make login or not, it happens. And so that way I've split up my paycheck before it even hits my account. And so I do not run the risk of overspending because the money will be moved and I better not have um, insufficient funds because that would be my mistake. Not that, you know, not that the money was, it would be my mistake and not that I didn't have the money. I just spent it incorrectly. So, so I'm careful about that. So I'll say that, you know, if, if you have one account and you're listening to this episode and then you're thinking about potentially, you know, opening more accounts, you don't need to open all accounts today. And especially if you have limited cash flow, right? Or if you don't have goals that involve, you know, long-term savings at this point, for example. So you can start with the two or three most important accounts to use. I think everybody should have a one for bills and, and at least emergency savings at a minimum. So start with the most important accounts for you at this point and then work your way towards the others. 
And then as far as should you use one bank or more than one, personally, I like that I have two different banks, one that's accessible and one that empowers me to not, you know, draw into my draw out of my account so often. Plus, you know, technology and all that stuff, in case something happens from a technology standpoint to one bank, at least the other bank, you know, hopefully is okay. So I do like that separation. But I'll say as you're picking one bank or comparing one bank over the other, make sure you take the time to compare the fees, the structure, um, the app, if that's important to you, um, you know, any, and any balance requirements that, that they may have before you make your final decision. And so, like I said at the beginning of this episode, there is no hard and fast rule about how many savings accounts you should have or how many bank accounts you should have, how many checking accounts you should have. But studies have shown that some form of organization makes it easier to work towards your financial goals. And so I'll say figure out a combination of accounts and a number of accounts that would work for you and that will match your lifestyle and your financial goals. So with that, I'm curious, how many bank accounts do you have? I wish people could comment on a podcast, but, you know, Apple and Spotify, they're not there yet. So how many bank accounts do you have? Um, do you need to open more or do you need to close some? Because there's some that you open and they've just been lying, lying there doing nothing. Um, I'd be curious to know. So I think I'm going to ask in my stories on Instagram this week and I want to hear. I'm um, here from everyone. You guys know how many accounts I have now. Um, so I want to hear, you know, how you organize your finances. And so with that, we will wrap up episode 50 of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Please, you know, share the podcast, review the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and let one other person know that this podcast exists. Please, I'm begging, really looking to grow the listenership of this podcast. And if there are topics you want me to cover, please send me a DM. I actually will respond. And if it's a topic that I can speak on, I'll speak on it. And if it's something that I need to bring an expert to speak on, I will look into reaching out to an expert. So please let me know what you would like me to cover on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Cheers. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye odavo see you next time (laughs) 